0: Welcome to the Gymnazzo podcast, where you get to peek behind the curtains of what it takes to create and run a seven figure fitness facility that ranks in the top 5% of boutique fitness studios for revenue. But to be honest, that's the least important thing about us. Founded by me, Michael Hughes, Gymnazzo has created an ecosystem of services that blend performance with restoration techniques and attracts top coaches to its facility. Hosted by its owners, Peyton and myself, and our top coaches, this podcast shares our best practices on everything from how to build a sustainable fitness business, to how to program for maximum results, to how to build a hybrid training module that's online and in person. We have marketing secrets, movement innovation, and breaking down trends in the industry. If you're a fitness professional or a fitness business owner, this is where you learn how to sharpen your skills and to see maximum results.
1: And we're on. And we're going.
2: (laughs) Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Gymnasium Podcast. I am your host, CJ Kobliska. And today we're going to be breaking down the very beginning of consciousness and the very end of consciousness through two beautiful business owners of Slow, the Central Coast, Central Coast floats, to be exact, Kelsey and Matt Alston. They are siblings and amazing people from. The 916, actually, yes. from where I am as well. Love so you
3: brought that up. up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're if you're from
2: 916, you're, you're hooting and hawing. If you don't, <laughs> hey, you know what's up. If you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: super, super excited. I've had uh, quite a few float opportunities from Central Coast Floats and uh, one before there. And uh, we're definitely going to get into the mix of why I love this place so much and why slow needs to know about this place and at least have one float in your life. If you've never done it, you're a little nervous about yeah. it. We're going to break down kind of the, uh, the common themes that come up when sensory deprivation and float tanks are brought up. Number one being claustrophobia. Number two mm-hmm. being, I'm afraid of the shark being in the water,
1: <laughs> which is, hey,
2: irrational fears are still fears. So. Yes,
1: 100%. That <laughs>
2: this is, is going to be a fun one to break down. Uh, definitely talking about our float experiences, altered states of consciousness, who floats? Why float? What are the benefits of floating? And so much more. So Kelsey and Matt, welcome on to the Gymnostic Podcast. Oh,
4: so pumped you. to be here.
1: Just stoked. All around stoked.
4: Yeah. So I guess first just dive into who we are. Who are we? Yeah, who
2: are you? Let's if <laughs> we can get slow, super
4: meta <laughs> with this.
2: <laughs> Matt, let's start with I'm, you, gonna, man.
4: I'm gonna keep yeah. So yeah, I'm Matt Elston. Um uh, one half of the the duo Mm -hmm. for Central Coast Floats. From Sacramento, moved to Slow about uh, eight years ago, seven years ago,
1: something like that. I can't believe it's been that long.
4: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I guess for the float journey, prior to living in Slow, I lived in Seattle, and that was where floating got introduced to me. Seattle, like the whole Pacific Northwest actually is like, in on floating like portland is kind of like the mecca they've got i want to say five or six float centers just in that city alone seattle now has about the same number so it's like almost part of the culture up there wow yeah and so through a roundabout way um one of my really close friends was super into joe rogan and joe rogan is like a big time floater and so he just brought it up to me he had been floating in the bay area he was living in sacramento and driving all the way to oakland to go float He was like yo man i'm into this thing like it's super cool you got to try it out and it was like kind of introduced as like a cool experience i was like oh googled it seattle had a float center so i was like yeah i'm gonna go check this out and try it um and yeah, I had my my first float in Seattle at this place called Float Seattle. And so our our float tanks, when we created Central Coast Floats, kind of as a direct result of my first float ever, I really wanted us to have like huge, big, spacious, welcoming float tanks. Float tanks where you look at it and you're like, oh, I can definitely relax and fully let go and, and drop in in and, and this kind of space because my first float tank was not that um <laughs> <laughs> so our float tanks for those who like don't know or i'll, I'll try to describe it but there it's essentially like a room inside of a room like the tank itself i say tank but it's more like they call them cabins it's like eight feet tall uh, eight feet long, and five feet wide. So it sounds you,
2: to me like a coffin
4: <laughs> or I mean, a
2: capsule, like some kind of space pod. It's yeah, but,
4: but ours are not that. Ours are like super tall and spacious, like you can mm-hmm. fully stand up, like you know. The yeah. one that I went into was not. It was uh, these things called Samadhi tanks, and they're like the first-generation float tank that was ever made.
1: The OGs.
4: And it's it is a coffin. The thing is like three feet tall and it's just like kind of a long body uh and then there's just a hatch there's no like <laughs> it's not like a tanning bed you fold it open there's like a little square hatch at the tip and you like open this hatch you step in and then you kneel down and like close the hatch on yourself and lay back
1: i'm surprised you even fit in this. and then you're
4: just in darkness <laughs> yeah no, no options for lights, no options for anything. It was just like you're in. But I had an incredible experience.
3: Yeah,
2: let's, let's break that down a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. we're gonna, I think we're all going to get into our first float experiences because yeah. it's, uh, it's the intro to a, to a place intro. maybe. <laughs> maybe you have been yeah. or haven't been. But so, so you get in this thing. I mean, what's, what's like going through your head? This is your first float. You've mm-hmm. heard about it. Now it's this, this capsule coffin cabin thing, Samadhi tank you now sit in.
4: Yeah. So I've, I've done, I've done the kneel. I've closed the hatch. I've laid back. And like, it was just such a, such a different experience than anything else I've ever felt. You're completely like weightless and held by this water that's really warm and really comfortable. And so I was just like, what is this? This is ridiculous. And then it didn't bug me at all. I I don't have any issues with like being in darkness or anything like that. So it was like really comforting for me. And, um, my whole goal that whole time was like, this is like such a unique opportunity for my body. Like there is no weight on any of my joints. Like I just kept coming back and trying to relax my muscles as deeply as humanly possible. I was like, I'm trying to let go of everything. And, uh, the guy who gave me the little pep talk was like, you know, this is a unique experience when you get in here, there's no gravity, there's no nothing. Like sometimes they say that you can be almost like a full inch taller when you get out of the tank because your spine will fully decompress. And I was like, Oh, I want that. Like (laughs) I want my spine to just like turn into jelly. And, uh, so yeah, that was kind of one of my goals was just like freaking relax physically as fully as possible at that point in my life, I had no meditation practice. I had no like mindfulness or anything. So this was totally just like me going in. I was super into basketball at that time. I was like, oh man, my body's going to feel great after this. And that was, that was kind of the, the goal there. And I got out and I felt so good. You know, you feel like you're high after. You're, mm-hmm. It's like, I just need to sit down on this couch for a while. And I did. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Right, we'll yeah. get deeper into that one, I'm sure.
2: Yeah. But, so, just overall experience felt good coming out of there. And
4: yeah, physically, like, so relaxed um, and just like rejuvenated, but also like just so mellow. And then it was like when I first left, I opened the front door and I'm like walking to my car. I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel so good right now. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, I drove home and it was fine. And then I got home and it was just like, man, like, I just feel so, like, excited for life almost. I just I just felt great. Um, so I was like, I want to come back and keep doing that. And then I did. That's so rad. Yeah,
2: Kelsey, what was your first experience like? Where were you? How did you – what led you to the tanks the first time?
1: Um, so my experience, my first float was actually with that – at the float center of that friend he was just mentioning who was driving to the bay to float, he opened the float center in Sacramento that I went to called Capital Floats. And same style tanks that we have, so they were quite nice. And we are, they're like our sister center. So similar post-float space, um, just all around really like same vibe that we have. Um, so I was spoiled. I got the the big tanks and I actually, it was my birthday. My first float was on my birthday and I took um, three friends with me to float too. Um, And they were like, I don't know if I want to do this. And I was like, oh no, you have to do this. Like it's my birthday. (laughs) And I was like, and I'm going to pay for it. So you really have to. So they were like, okay, well you're going to pay. Like, (laughs) dude, they loved it. They loved it. So I went in there, um, And I was just, like, blown away. Yeah, like, I really had no idea what to expect. I knew Ryan, knew about floating a little bit through my brother, but was just kind of, like, so green, so, like, just strolled in, like, cool, I'm in a float spa. Ryan owns this. Dope. (laughs) Here to support. It's my birthday. And then I got in there. Um, didn't listen too much to the facilitator who was like explaining things. <laughs> so, because I, I was just so just like, what is this contraption? You know, <laughs> like, holy shit! I'm naked in there. Are you <laughs> and so, get in there, and I'm just like trying to let go. Um, definitely was like dealing with that internal voice like in such um a more intense way, and kind of just like having that whole like you know, conversation with your consciousness where you're just like, what am I thinking about? And why am I thinking about all this stuff? And like, just like was really like heady about it. I remember feeling really just like blown away by my own consciousness and thoughts. And I had a hard time fully relaxing all the muscles in my body because I was in a super stressful job at that time. And so having that realization of just like, dude, I'm actually stressed out a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, which is super powerful thing to realize um i didn't even make it through my whole first float
4: no i got way. out early dude yeah wow. how far how how long did you make it
1: i think i was in there for like 50 minutes but i was kind of so, n- so nervous yeah because i uh didn't really listen to it so i was <laughs> like wait when do is this do, am I supposed to just know this is over? <laughs> so I was, like, kind of chipping myself out. Um, I always tell people that because I think they get a big kick out of it. You'd think I'm just, like, in there, and this is so natural. But it was super tough, you know, um, for me, parts of it. And then I got out, and I just couldn't believe how relaxed I was. I was like, this is crazy. Like, he said, like, you feel high, but no head high. Your just body is completely weightless. And we had, me and my, like, they loved it. The girls loved it that I went with. And we got on the car and, like, we had to drive on the freeway. And it was so hard to get up to speed. (laughs) We were all like, dude, we're going super fast. It was, like, 55. (laughs) Like, we couldn't drive. Like, all of us were so slowed down. Um, So it it honestly set the night off to be very, like, relaxing and tranquil. But that was my first float.
4: Do you remember what year that was? Can you put a year on that?
1: I'm pretty sure it was 2017.
4: Okay. Yeah. Man, how far we've come. Dude, <laughs> insane. <That's laughs> like four years, and, you, and you, like, that's insane. And, yeah. yeah,
1: but I feel like in the last four years, things are just have so, so like radically changed in my life on so hmm. many different ways that, like, that could be 20 years away for how I feel as a person professionally um, everything where I live, like I was in the Bay, um, in that grind kind of. And now I'm like out here chilling.
2: Transformed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Transformed. That awakening of stress in your life. Oh, and it dude. wasn't the float that changed. It was the float that offered an opportunity to have that conversation and say, y'all make some changes. It seems dude, right. Yes,
1: absolutely. It was the beginning of really like the end of my like career as a salesperson. Like really like, a couple months later, Matt had, we'll just roll into this, Matt had asked, I was coming down to visit him, um, and he was like, dude, I think I want to open a float center.
4: Because 20, yeah, so 2017 was the year, was like when the seed was planted with the idea. With just for Central pure Coast pure idea, Floats.
1: at Bliss Cafe locally, shout out to Bliss, <laughs> um, and yeah, like, he was like, dude, I think I want to do this, and I was like, bro. I am so down to help with this, however I can. Yeah. (laughs) And then it went.
4: No, you. your exact words were, <laughs> I'll quit my job right now and work for you for free.
1: I was like, just let me stay at your house.
4: Yeah. Because I won't have
1: money for rent. And
4: I was like, no, you can get paid. <laughs> no, 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 I'll do this for free. I'm like, no, 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 no,
1: no, 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 no bro, bro.
4: <laughs> Man, so yeah, 2017. Yeah. And then, then like we went to the long, float but conference. straight up, that's a lifetime ago.
1: Yeah, truly. And yeah. then we went to the float conference. And yeah. then, um, then so yeah.
4: Yeah, for those who don't know, the float conference, so I said Portland's like the Mecca. Every year they have a float conference there um, that's essentially like the Mm industry-wide meeting where like float center owners from all over the country come to this thing and they had just have like two and a half days full of guest speakers um, ranging from like you know how to run a how to run a better float center to like the clinical researchers that are working with floating and actually doing the research mm-hmm. to see how it can you know benefit us um to like you know people
1: start one cra-
4: yeah crazy like just personal stories mm-hmm. um but it's a lot of research and a lot of, like, what's on the horizon for the industry of floating. So it's a super, like, amazing environment to be in. Just a lot of float center owner nerds, like, Dude, just hanging out, talking people. about floating for, like, just three days. Sounds like some exploration. <laughs> in Portland. it totally oh, is. It is. There are some wild cards at this thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> but, yeah, the float conference is amazing. It was a cool experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and so we went three years in a row.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, so it was good. It was like kind of foundational for us figuring out what our vibe was going to be. And it's so cool
2: because I mean I've been in slow since 2011, and. I had started going into kind of consciousness exploration and really getting involved like investigating myself and what I wanted to do with my life you know hitting that place I graduated from high school in 2011 mm-hmm. and then went to uh, went to poly and as soon as I went off to college I was faced with a lot of like mental challenges things that now I'm on my own like this is mm-hmm. great um but I got to figure some stuff out because I got a few years before I really got to get my shit together and yeah. I'm in, I'm
4: <laughs> fully in charge of my life <laughs> right. when you went to, did you have like like your your life roadmap like mapped out kind of like know what you wanted to do Dude, why i don't you, know what i, I don't know were, what i'm gonna
2: do after this but, ah, yeah. <laughs> ah, i kind of just go where life takes me but yeah, yeah. Uh, like you know i wanted to go into fire maybe i wanted to own, own a gym maybe i wanted to go physical therapy i, I could gotcha. a fitness guy but i was training kind of on the side with uh-huh. just outdoor at parks one-on-one coaching wrestling coaching you know youth mm-hmm. sports and stuff and yeah um I just started hearing about or reading about sensory deprivation and like turning off all the stimulus from the outside Mm -hmm. so that you can focus on the inside. And that concept to me uh, was new. You know, I definitely have this voice inside my head that I'm always like, dude, I'm a freak, man. I'm hearing some stuff. But, like, not, like, eating myself alive for it. Just like, yo, I can't tell anybody about this.
4: <laughs> when There's in reality, shit. every other yeah, person every is thinking <laughs> that same thing. 100%. But,
2: you know, like, everybody kind of goes to that stage of, like, well, I'm not comfortable talking about this. But right. um, that voice in my head started getting louder and louder. And I was searching out experiences that were um, meditations, yoga, mm-hmm. movement, surfing. Just stuff that would kind of get my mind off of the everyday life and just into like nature and earth and the sun and started going more barefoot started you know looking at the sun dude, doing that's sun incredible yeah. you were but you were no, early early that's awesome i couldn't relate to a lot of people around me they were like dude yeah. what are you talking about i was like i let me tell you <laughs> oh i, I
4: remember like those those first college years is like you're partying. You're like doing your thing in class. No one is talking about consciousness sure evolution. I was <laughs>
2: class, you know, hung over, maybe had a drink that morning or something. We, right, were, right, we right. went to bed at three in the morning. Whatever it takes. Whatever it
1: takes. So
2: at that point, I was also looking into like places where I could go and experience this, and
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, wasn't necessarily searching out meditation teachers or anything, but I wanted to just explore my space. Like mm-hmm. my own space internally, and I would do that through hikes and through um, and going out into the ocean, jumping in cold water, getting a little bit uncomfortable, doing mm-hmm. saunas and stuff. But um, there's no float tank around. I was searching float tanks, and they were nowhere. I was like, I had to no. drive hours. Yeah, so I was like, ah, I don't know if it's really worth it just to experience it for the first time. Mm-hmm. There was one down the down the street in a Tascadero, but it, I wasn't comfortable going to somebody's home and doing it. I wanted mm-hmm. like a, an official place. I'd say it was a bad place. I've never gone there, but I wanted a real experience. Yeah, and um, I ended up heading to Hawaii. And like the day after we had arrived, my wife and I did a float and in, in um, Oahu.
4: Okay, we drove yes. up to this
2: place, top of a hill, looking over the ocean, and just searched it out online. I was like, I hope this place is legit. You know, it's like it's like a house inside of this neighborhood. That's like mm-hmm. two stories, and the top story they live on. The bottom story is all the. All the float float stuff. Yeah. Float tanks. And then you have the whole outdoor patio. And I was like, this is really neat. I hope one day slow, like has one of these. And (laughs) this was like, Oh gosh, 2016, maybe Mm -hmm. 2016, I think. Um, Maybe 2017, too. It could have been the Dude, exact same I was time you like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Now that we're putting this together. Just say yeah. 2017. Yeah, just 2017. I have to look back into my, uh, my journals. <laughs> yeah. But when I did this thing, it was kind of the same experience of going into this capsule thing in the darkness. Mm-hmm. My wife, they had a big one, too, that they had just installed. I was like, Jess, you can go use this yeah, one. Yeah, oh, there you I go. Because I'm, I'm going to be fine wherever I go. I'm going to yeah. sure experience <laughs> the hell out of this thing. And I'd like to experience the capsule one, actually. Uh-huh. This sounds kind of cool. <laughs> so I wrote that into my narrative of, like, this is the one I was supposed to be in first, you know? Right, Went in. You know, I couldn't really spread out or anything. I'm like, there's no way anybody taller than me or wider than me could fit in this <laughs> thing. This thing is built from my body. And, I, and, and then I was like writing a destiny of like, wait, is this where I die? Am I dead? And then it was like these stirring of like the first 10 minutes. I was like, what am I doing? I'm sitting in this warm tub inside somebody's bottom story of their house on the beach in Hawaii.
3: Crazy. Wait, this is
2: kind of cool, actually. And I just let go. And it was that experience like you had of okay, I'm going to take full advantage of this. Let go right. of everything. Let my body fully mm-hmm. relax. And as yeah. soon as I did that, I was like, same thing as you Kelsey. It's like, wait, how long have I been in here? Am mm. I? Sp- he didn't tell me, or maybe he didn't. I just totally forgot yeah. what to expect after or when to come out. And so maybe I was 30 minutes in there and I felt like it had been two hours. I was like, I think they forgot about me. I wonder how <laughs> Jess is doing. Nobody's knocking on the door. <laughs>
4: But <laughs> it's so easy just like to spin on <gasps> and be like, it's So easy. how to much longer? Like 100%, yeah. But then
2: it's like immediate switch of, I don't give a shit. How long I've been in
4: right. here. I could live in and here. And that's now. the breakthrough moment. Like right. when you're able to like, let go of the thoughts of like, Oh, you know, I actually don't have anywhere to be right now. Like
3: mm-hmm. I can
4: just chill instead of be like, when do I get out? When do I get out? When yeah. do I get out? Oh man. Yeah. That's when, that's when the magic happens. Well, mm-hmm. then I, I was like, why are my
2: eyes closed in here?
4: It's so dark. So I opened my eyes and I was like,
2: wow. It's the same. Wait. And so I started playing around with my eyelids going like, wait, can I get to a place where I don't know if my eyes are open or closed? And so I, I don't know if I spent five minutes doing that, 30 seconds doing that, whatever. But regardless, I was like, okay, I think my eyelids are open. And then I'd be like, yes, okay, they're open. So I'd close them. And then I think, okay, now I think they're closed. But then I would like, go to open them and they'd already be open. I'm like, okay, this is so weird now. I'm getting to a relaxed state in my eyes that now I can let go of that. I can forget about this part. Mm. And so I got to the point where I didn't know. And then I started seeing colors and things like, Mm -hmm. I was like, wait, this room is glowing now. I can like see the edges. And I was like, wait, am I radiating light? Or is there light in here? Or is there light seeping through? And it was like, it was just this constant stream of questions. And when that hit, I was like, whoa, I feel like I have become curiosity. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And then at that moment, I was like, it was just kind of a whirlwind of like dreaming and like awake. But Mm -hmm. then like it was this weird state of just thinking about things and then seeing it very clearly and vividly, but almost scary in a sense of I don't want to get lost in here.
3: Yeah. And
2: so at that point, I was like, okay, there's more to explore here. And I had gotten out. I feel like I'd been there for hours because of what I had experienced was like lifetimes of thought. (laughs) But I came out so relaxed, of like, wow, there's so many thoughts going on in my head that really just don't matter. Yeah. But whatever I focus on is going to pull my attention, and mm-hmm. um, now I can vocalize those thoughts. But when it was going on, I wasn't. oh, it wasn't processing it like that. It was just like that wow. was so trippy.
4: And it's wow. all it's so new too. Like the difference between your first float and your second float, it for me was like pretty significant because you know what's you know what's going to happen. You know how to get into a float tank. You know what it feels like when you lay back when the first time. It's yeah. all so new. So yeah, yeah,
2: I think I think we'll we'll definitely go. I want to go into that too because I think there's timelines of floating. There's like how many floats you've done. There's like XP mm-hmm. points in this for yourself. Like you're not competing against other people, only yourself and how mm-hmm. deep you go down the rabbit hole.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or totally. if it
2: even is a rabbit hole, you're just opening things up. Who knows? <laughs> but regardless, I was so happy to come back to slow and then... Year to... I mean, you guys, what, 2019? 2019. 2019 is when June, you know, like
4: June mm-hmm. of 2019.
2: And at that point, there was another float spa that was... I was like... Slow had like two, maybe three ideas of like hey there's gonna be a float spot coming in but i was like wait are all these the same place are they different And i think i was talking to you guys about this because you're the only ones that popped out of this yeah which i don't know if dude I, I oh that one, but dude.
1: i'm happy you did Just, like, <laughs> The emotional roller coasters <laughs> that oh that
2: was that was week one yeah what was, was the our... process of opening central coast floats like that that was initial stages to once you're like okay we're doing this mm-hmm. oh it was, got it was crazy
4: it was absolutely I insane mean, two years right yeah
1: two freaking years dude
4: yeah, so I sat down to, like, write the business plan in May of 2017. Yeah. I wrote the business plan, and then from there, you know, there's just, like, an endless checklist of things you got to do in order to get open. Um, I was lucky in that, like, one of my very best friends had done the same thing in Sacramento, so he could, like, kind of help me out and be a sounding board. Hmm. Um, but there's a yeah. It's just uh, man. Anyone who's like started a small business from scratch, uh, like yeah. props, because for us it's like you have the idea, you have this thing you want to do, and then it's like, all right, now I'll go find a crazy amount of money in order to do it. It's like <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna go go try and do that. All right, so now we've done I'm that. West, <laughs> yeah. And now it's like okay, now you go now on. I gotta find a location in slow and talk to a landlord and tell him I want to install these saltwater float tanks (laughs) that people get into for an hour and, you know, have this experience Mm -hmm. and then they're going to shower and it's going to be clean. And we've got this like specific layout. So I got to find someone who's going to let me cut up their real estate space, their commercial property in order to build this and then have them also believe in the business that it's going to be sustainable for, the length of the lease. Mm -hmm. And so we found that, but it was like a lot of back and forth of like getting the lease terms ironed out. And then we did that. And then the next step is like, okay, now I got to find someone, an architect to design it um, with how I want it to be. Um, So we found that. And then it's like, all right, now I got to find a contractor and let them know like how it needs to be built and all these little nuances that only float centers have. We basically have a shower center.
1: Yeah, we have a shower center. Yeah. I think about that all the yeah. time. I'm like, I'm a professional janitor.
4: Yeah, It's because it's like. <laughs> in a weird way. So you it's hold such a beautiful space. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's an environment that's got to be able to tolerate a lot of like moisture and humidity and mm-hmm. it's like very unique. And so like, lit, and the biggest X factor is like, okay, now factor in the fact that, Not a single person I'm ever going to talk to about this knows what floating is or has ever floated in their life. So so they're looking at me like, wait, what are you trying to build right now? (laughs) I'm like, no, 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 trust me. It's a thing. (laughs) (laughs) People do this.
2: (laughs) You ever been to Seattle? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah.
4: Yeah. So all the pieces lined up and sure enough, yeah, two years later, doors open.
1: And while he was doing all that, I started working at the float center in Sacramento. Like I quit my job couple months after we had the conversation and then, so I got tons of training on like how to run one, um, which was so incredible. Very powerful information. What
2: what did you learn in that experience? Because it seems like, oh yeah, just shower, tell people how to float, you're good to go. But there's so much more to it and you're dealing with people's minds like to hold space for them to... Do their own kind of therapy, really, or opportunity to just restore and relax.
1: I think at first, like, just knowing the intention, the mission statement, like, that exercise is so powerful. So you know why you're there. And then that's kind of in the back of your mind the whole time. Like, I'm here to be a safe place for my community to heal. That's simple, easy. But then, like, all the just logistics of tank maintenance, water levels, salt levels, cleaning procedures, um, staff, what kind of people do we want to be in here greeting our community walking them through this like like asking them about their experience like it's interesting because floating hits on so many levels it can be oh I just relaxed for 60 minutes I feel great or I was sore I feel great to like I had a deeply personal experience in there where I had a memory that I haven't had in 20 years about my father who's recently passed away and had a huge emotional release. And you're just like sitting there, you're like, holy
3: fucking shit, this right. is dope. Yeah. You know,
1: but you're just holding space for them to share that with you, feel like they could trust you enough to even share it with you. Um, and then say, hey, like, that's amazing. Like, thanks for sharing. Like, come back. Let's see what this has in store for you, you know? And they, like, want to. It's so cool. Like, you just get everything coming out of there. So um, I just went on a bit of a side tangent there. But go working at the float center previously, I had experience, like, having all those run-ins with all these different type of people and all the reasons why they're floating. And it varies so differently for each person. But, like, you know, I, what I learned most was, like, this has got to be a place that people feel comfortable and people feel safe. You know, and that's, like, our jobs. And that's, like, keeping it clean and just being so kind and so open to every person and the reasons that they want to float.
2: You're, you're basically a, a float shaman.
1: Yeah, maybe.
2: Big time. Sounds good. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, you could be a, you know, somebody just who checks people in. They get right. to the float, tell them how to do it. But coming out of that experience, there's so much opportunity to share. Yeah. And it's, it's not required to share at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times I even suggest – people too that are going through like breath work or some kind of transformative experience, allow yourself time to process and like not have to think about too much of what happened, but mm-hmm. just like observe now how you think or how you see things. Or a lot of times people become very reactive to these things that it like made them very, very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like you experience an old trauma or an old memory or just a, a thought or an image that like makes you feel something so real. like, yeah. what was that? But, um, having somebody to share that with, I think yeah. is so powerful just to have that opportunity or even having a book or a journal to like write in and mm-hmm. maybe you don't write very much, but you still experience something that you could put into words and say like, how do I capture what I experienced? Totally. I, I think that's such a fun, um, rewarding part of like what you guys do. Yeah. I'd imagine.
1: Yeah. Getting to the, getting to know the community like that is just so unique and we're just feel so grateful to be able to be there.
4: Yeah. Uh, we have that. We have a post float journal that like That's people hilarious. can journal in, and it is yeah. like, oh my god, it's there's the... some there's some incredible stuff in there.
2: Totally, it's a book of poetry. One hundred percent, it really
4: is. Like some people have like really deep like personal stories they're willing to put on there, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh my gosh, like yeah. this happened, like this is amazing, and then some people have like hilarious it's like so haikus yeah yeah yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: Yes. oh cj's showing us a journal Dude, there that. it is it's just <laughs> colors you, and design you, and you, you can
1: kind of like flip through this journal and just like you're just like oh this is the human mind like this yeah. is the epitome of the human mind yeah. like huh. one second i'm here the next second i'm here the next second i'm you know just like all through it yeah it's, it's so cool yeah
2: you're, you're uh it's it's mapping and, and uh, consciousness cartography.
4: <laughs> wow, you think about these, it these is. are rooms, I like these
3: rooms of you got. <laughs> Yeah,
4: in the in the purest form, no external uh, interruptions.
2: Mm-mm. It's just a yeah a vessel. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the journal is the vessel. <laughs> Pulls yeah. it through to reality. Yeah. If you think about it, That's so cool. What what kinds of people come into your float spa? I mean, work in Sacramento and here. Is there a, is there a type of person that comes in? Is it an age range? Is it a certain yeah, demographic? No. Like what's
4: it's it's er, it's so everyone hard. and like everyone's floating for different reasons yeah. too. Like, like I was in there recently and there was a a client who like had just recently gone through like a tough breakup, and so he was like using floating as a way to just help him through that. But then you have a lot of people that are just like i just want time for myself like i need a break for my kids yeah and they're in there and they're just like trying to freaking relax and that's that's their thing they get what they get out of it and it's it's awesome hmm. and then man there's it's just we get so like mother-daughter combos yeah. that come in like people have uh kind of like little getaway days they'll get a sauna and then a float yeah it's so it's so tough to nail down like the one type yeah, of yeah it's more
1: just like People that are open minded enough to try something mm. new. Like, I would say that's the connecting thread because it's so random. And, like, we yeah. try to, we wanna know, like, who is our, like, who is coming in the most? Who are these people? Dude, it's too random. Yeah. Like, we've tried, it's too random. So, we, we're getting so much of everything. Um, and then it's just like from there, like, who tries it twice or three times? Those people will, a lot of times, become a member because now they've, like, usually, like, you, once you get to the third float, you're like, I get it. I feel safe. This is dope. I feel way better after this than I did before this. I'm going (laughs) to keep going. Yeah, (laughs) It's like for people also like not everyone's into massage, but massage is super powerful. People come out all the time and say, God, it was just like getting a massage, but no one touched me. And like, I don't really like massages. That's, you know, for the people that are into that. So like, they're like, this is great. I don't have to have a human interaction with anybody. I just fell asleep. No one heard me snore. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, that question's hard to answer. But yeah, I would say just like super open minded people and also people that are like either super health conscious already and like just like animals about new ways they can take care of themselves or people who are really going through something and they're like, I need some healing here physically, mentally, emotionally.
2: Yeah, it's so good. My wife and I come in together, maybe once every two months, sometimes once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's such a individualized experience, but coming out of there together and just being like, "Hey,
4: yeah,
2: dude, how, how you feel?"
4: Like <laughs> oh, dude, I love so like getting <laughs> yes. a float, like with other people, and then you can talk about your experience after. Mm-hmm. It's that's fun. It's just great. Chop it up, yeah.
2: And yeah, I mean, my mind goes. A million miles an hour in all directions, <laughs> and I am very relaxed when it does that because I am just like, "Look at what is happening! It's so chaotic." I love that, and I am so blissed right here, not moving in a pool that's holding me. You know, yeah, it's like, I feel like you, you get to that state and you feel like you are being held in a in a vat of jello,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and you are just like, "This is nice. This
1: we, is definitely we've gotten what jello." The word would feel like. pudding too. Wow.
3: Jello oh, that's a good one. Yeah, oh. someone came
1: out and I it cracked me up. I was like, "Oh my God, I'm never gonna forget you."
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: it's, it's so lovely, it, and yeah, it, it's it does feel like you're being held when you get to a mm-hmm. certain point, point. and to be able to journal, communicate about those things. It, my wife and I are already very open with each other, but that that tank allows us to. I don't know. It's like a it's not a reset, per se, but it's just a very restorative experience to come back together and, mm-hmm. and chat about. And totally. even that's just awesome. We don't even chat about it sometimes. It's just like, you give them the look, and you're like, yeah, I feel good. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for the week, but also yeah. I'm glad this is a nice Sunday afternoon, Sunday <laughs> yeah. morning. Um, go grab coffee afterwards. Mm-hmm. Hey, it turns, it's a it's a date morning. It's, it's self-care. Totally. Everybody needs something to do self-care. And
1: we have some couples that come in um, later at night on Friday and Saturdays, and that's their date. That's cool. They're like, we're not doing dinner. Or just got a sitter so we could come in here and float. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, love you guys, and they sit and have tea in the back and just hang out and just be totally relaxed together. You know,
2: there's something there, and it Mm -hmm. it allows I think it's like that subconscious mind or like that that spherical energy kind of around you, your aura. Like Mm -hmm. your auras like can now like mesh more comfortably. There's no like internal thought that's like. If you're fighting yourself, or you're replaying what's happened from the day, or you're you mm-hmm. know you have all these thoughts that are just constant totally. static. And those there's nothing wrong with those. It's just if you have a bunch of static, you're going to try to get rid of that static. But mm-hmm. if you don't have ways to get out of that static, it just overwhelms. And then now you become mm-hmm. reactive with your partner or your friends or your coworkers, and
3: totally. having
2: that time to take away that static. I mean, I, I do other things like earthing or grounding, like just sticking your feet in the earth. Mm-hmm. It's like it's so obvious, right? But you're using that earth's energy to like take out all that positive charge that's built up in your head and like just plug in. Dude, totally. Totally. Yeah. You stare at the sun, like it's like now like recharging, like maybe looking at your phone, like a certain kind of light where you've been in a office for too long and you've got fluorescent lights everywhere. Like go get some natural light, de-static like your, Mm -hmm. your mind. And I think the floats do that and that maybe it has a lot to do with the magnesium. I don't know if you guys know like a lot about, if you want to share like kind of like what are the benefits of floating and mm-hmm. how it works. Cause yeah, it's part of it is you're taking away the senses mm-hmm. to de-static the mind. Right. Yeah. But also you're absorbing key nutrients. Yeah. As like You know, into your, into your blood.
4: Yeah. Um, so I can just give a little breakdown of like kind of almost how it's been presented to me, but as a, uh so as like, as human beings, as we go through life, like our brain is actually processing a ton of input that we're not even aware of. And that includes like sight sounds, like wind or temperature on your skin. Uh, even your body is like constantly processing things in order to stand up straight and like battle gravity and like walk. It's like you take it for granted, but that's actually kind of a complicated process. Like that's going through your brain that you're just not even aware of. Um, So your brain is like working through all this stuff. But when you get in a float tank, you have the ability to like, eliminate light, eliminate sound, the water is the same temp as your skin. So you can't tell like really where your skin stops and the water starts. And there's no gravity. So you're because you're just floating. So when you eliminate all those inputs, it frees up your brain to function at a completely different frequency. And they've measured it and it's the same frequency you're in when you're in like that super healthy REM sleep cycle. Is that
2: theta, delta? Theta, theta theta state. Mm
4: -hmm. Um, so it's really like healthy, restorative rest from like a mental perspective. And when you go into the theta state, I think it just, it releases a lot of like endorphins and just like, it's just super healthy recovery time for you. So it's like a really distilled, healthy, hour long session of just like, pure recovery and like good, good mental, a good mental state. So yeah, I think there, and there's other like elements and layers to it too. I'm not a huge like expert on the, the magnesium aspect, but literally the only ingredients is water and Epsom salt and Epsom salt has two things. It's got magnesium and sulfate. Um, So magnesium itself is super important for a lot of different like brain functions And then I've heard people talk about uh, your GI, like your guts, actually the sulfur can help improve your GI somehow. So someone presented this thing where like each of us in our own bodies possess this thing called the heart mind. And it's like this connection between your brain and like your heart space. But in order to get to like seeing the world through your heart, mind, which is supposed to be, I guess, like the purest form of your human soul or whatever you want to call it. Like the, the gut and your intuition is a huge important part of that component. So you've got the magnesium, which is helps with your brain function. Then you've got the, the sulfate aspect, which helps with the GI. So it's supposed to promote, uh, you know, a, a better lens of the world through the heart, mind is Ooh. what I've heard. Hey man, I love it. I love yeah. That. And I don't know how it works. But uh
2: it does <laughs> but it does <laughs> I was just having a conversation with one of our coaches the other day uh, about the brain and the heart and mm-hmm. you know like if one dies does the other survive or like if one's dead does that make you dead like if the heart's dead are you dead or if your brain dead are you dead or are they like you need both it's like above and below right, okay. right. Yeah, just, that's I mean I love question, the gut yeah. but I think the gut's the ultimate like source but I really think like where life is is that that brain, that heart connection, and what's directly in between the two? You got your voice. You got mm. your breath. You get uh, the life energy uh, that connects what's what you're thinking yeah. about and where your heart's at. Like you're rooted in the ground, but you're also up in here. And up in here is really in there, mm-hmm. and here is really like your heart. It's your like what's what's external, and uh, your power is through your voice. The power is through your breath that connects yeah. the two. And we could talk about sound. We could talk about you know you uh, have yeah. When you're, and you're in a place where there is no sound. You're in a float where there is no sound. Mm-hmm. You still hear a lot of things. You do. And one of those things
4: length. you hear the most is, is your own breath. And for your, sure. And your heartbeat. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And you
4: hear your brain thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You hear your brain thinking. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Did anyone else just feel that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> always. Always. I always feel that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's power to that and... and um, you know, what are some of the maybe trippier, more woo experiences maybe that you had visually, or very? What's something you've had that's been very sensual? Like you feel it, mm-hmm. but you're in a place where you are deprived of your senses. You're mm-hmm. having a very internal experience that is can be sometimes so real, yeah. or it is so real that oh, you it feel real. it, yeah. and then it pulls you into like wherever your environment is. Like you almost feel like there's a connection point. Or maybe there's a big difference between that internal environment and external environment. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of also a gauge of health is like how close are those two? Is there a bridge between the two or is one so separate from the other that you can't create or manifest from this internal reality to bring external? You're so separated that it's like there are two different worlds. In that tank, they almost become one because nothing external is being seen. Or heard. All yeah, it's all heavy. Yeah, it's like your internal
4: is your whole world when you're in the mm-hmm. tank. Yeah.
2: Have you ever had a super visual uh, experience or a very sensual experience? Absolutely.
4: <laughs> yeah, tons. Tons of them. <laughs> I'm gonna let you go in on that, Kels. <laughs> yeah, I love to like break one yeah. down. Like let's make. Like, let's write a chapter. Well, here.
1: I would. I've had one. So. I'll, I'll I'll go with three of them and go a little in on each because these are things. One is only happened once, so so crazy, almost like like it was a hallucination. Mm-hmm. And then the other two things happened off like often. So I was floating actually in a pod in San Francisco, and I went in and I knocked the f out, bro. I just boom in the water like my body needed it, my brain needed it, and I had like a full on hallucination of me. I was a panther, and I was in um, water coming down, like, in the Amazon or wherever, in a jungle, and it was just my eyes were right above the water, and I can just feel myself wading through the water, and I was so blown away that I, like, snap like, I snapped out of it, I was like, damn it, I lost it, <laughs> but I was so like blown away by that experience for the rest of my float and managed to like knock back out because I was still like just needing rest. Um, and I'll never forget that. I was like, was that a parallel life of mine? Like I've always felt really connected to big cats, but it was the most visceral, like hallucinated like kind of experience I've ever had in the tank. Um, and then more regularly, like, third eye activation, um, colors, like, um, the sacred geometry coming in and out during the floats happens often to me. And then I have the colors, um, purple, green, and sometimes gold that like very much come on and they'll just be kind of like orbiting around. Um, but those are like kind of the trippy, you know, stuff, but like I've had crazy emotional breakthroughs in there. I'm, like, all about the spiritual development. Um, I'm all about that process, and I float all the time. And I can't even tell you how much I've, like, I come out. I go in fragmented, like you were talking about. Like, something's come up, like it always is. I go in there, and I just feel aligned when I come out can look at it from a new perspective. I'm way more in the watcher. If I'm still feeling it, then I know, oh my gosh, this is a this is a something I need to give even more attention to. Either way, like I come out of there and I just feel like I understand and know myself so much better than if I was just kind of like going just like kind of in it you know in the wheel of just like Monday through Sunday then I have this now like life is good but like how often am I going and like really checking in like with what's going on and what's come up and the float tanks just like provide they're the providers like I truly feel like I'm in there and just my guides and my angels are just cradling me and it feels so freaking good yeah
4: solid that's yeah, the, that's big, awesome. dude, so, like, big cat energy dude big cat got to do it
2: Tom. <laughs> that's yeah those are very profound experiences and it's so individual too like you can read into a lot of these things on the external side but as the person experiencing it mm-hmm. that's the most important thing and yeah you know I've, I've always been told like own your own your trip or own your your space like if you experience something like that it's you can get caught up always like telling stories, right? Like, Mm -hmm. well, this is what I experienced. But like the way you share it is like, okay, it's a, it's a past life or it's something that I've like gone inside and then Mm -hmm. seen from that body or that, that space or that time, whatever it is, you just get to like tap into this collective, um, if you want to call it collective consciousness, like kind of the source where you just, you get guided into something you need to see Mm -hmm. or experience and then reflect on those things. And some things can be very powerful and like, Uplifting and empowering, mm-hmm. the things can feel like you need to reflect on this more. Yeah. You need to do something about this.
1: Yeah, totally. Whatever the medicine, like it gives you what you need. You know, you just got to be open to like receiving it. You know, it's not always going to be like, oh, now I get it. Everything's good. <laughs> it could like kind of fuck you a little bit. Like, yeah. oh, my, I got to look more into this.
2: You know, prepare to transform if totally. you choose to.
1: Right. Right.
2: Or your body may try to do it for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, <laughs> totally. How about yourself, man? Any, uh,
4: yeah um it's tough there's i feel like there's been a lot so it's like hard to pin down these specific ones i would say so one time recently like a lot of times for me personally when i'm going in the float tank i like to uh, like set an intention something that i'm working with or working through before i even get into the float tank um so it's like I'll kind of say it or like what I'm working through. And then, right, like as I'm stepping through the door and closing the door, it's just like, all right, let that go. The float's going to be what it's going to be. Like I've set my intention and just kind of let whatever happens, happens. Um, but a lot of times when I'm in the float tank, it's like you talked about with the static. Like I totally resonate with that. I feel like as I go through life, I just like things are sticking to me like conversations I'm having with people, days I'm having at work, it just like you get stuck and you build up this like just extra, I don't know, junk that kind of, kind of disconnects me I feel like from my highest self. So in the float tank, it's like a huge opportunity for me to reset. And I'll try to like work through like kind of like the, the chakra system um, and just like get that energy flowing like up and down my spine. And one time, like I was kind of going through that exercise and I, I can't fully remember what the intention was for that one, I think it was something to do with my heart, but like I'm in the float tank and I'm just kind of like going, eyes closed, relaxing, like trying to feel that energy flow and just like loosen things up and get like a, a, good, a, good, uh, a good flow there. And like all of a sudden my, like, my heart space just starts like pulsating not necessarily like with the beat, but just like this, like,
0: (laughs) and, uh,
4: like my eyes are closed, tanks black, but I'm just seeing like green everywhere. Like the whole thing is green and it just felt like overwhelmingly like I am like just cleaning up anything that's blocking up that heart space. Mm. And so I was just like sitting in that and going with that for a while. And that felt like, felt really good. Um, so yeah, and it was just like also like, yeah, the color of the heart chakra is green. So I'm in that. And like that was a really that was a really powerful moment for sure. Um, and then other ones of like the visual stuff. One time I was in it in Sacramento in a tank, and I remember this, is and all of a sudden I'm like dropping in deep, and then I'm just instantly transported into this like like, valley at the foot of these, like, incredibly picturesque, like, mountain ranges, like, clear blue sky, a couple, like, really pretty white clouds, mountains in the background, and this, like, valley floor, um, not with, like, a ton of tall grass, kind of, like, dirt, little grassy landscape, and I'm, like, there, and I look down, and it's, like, I see these pores in the earth just, like, opening and closing, like, rhythmically, and I was like, oh my God, the earth is breathing. I'm watching <laughs> so the earth sick. breathe right now. And I'm just like in awe, you know, watching this happen. And so that was like part of the flow. And I got out and I was like, holy cow. What just happened in there? That's
1: what I'm seeing. Just Sometimes watch the you earth out, breathe. Like, what the hell just happened? So
4: beautiful. Yeah. You're not gonna make me cry, bro. Because you put you and then you get out and you put it in perspective, it's like, oh the earth does breathe. Yeah. Like it's something so <laughs> basic. Yeah. And it's like, I also breathe. <laughs> 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 oh my Yeah. It's just, so that one stuck too. Um, but then, yeah, like Kelsey said, with the, the colors and everything, mm-hmm. I think everyone that gets in a float tank is getting in for different reasons and wants to get different things out of it. Wherever your mind is at, it's like, that's a beautiful thing about it. It is an hour for yourself that, like, we just don't get that often. So, like, doesn't matter what you're into. Like, you if you just want to go in and just like sleep for an hour, get that.
1: Dude, I do. That's that. all you.
4: Yeah. I
2: think it's going into the the tanks with some kind of understanding of your frame of mind or your condition, your not no negative or positive attachment to it, just simply how you think. It's something that we don't really think about as humans as a general population or maybe we do we just don't talk about it as much or we're not that's a good point we don't understand Mm -hmm. that it's okay that this is a place that we can dive deeper into to Mm -hmm. understand ourselves as a species more how we're Mm -hmm. connected and this other space that's not necessarily other it just it's always there we're just maybe more attuned to it or not Mm
4: -hmm. um another thing is like being not being bummed about what you're feeling Totally, it's mm-hmm. like oh I'm sad or I'm a little depressed and now I'm upset about being sad or depressed. It's like
3: totally, or, or
4: even or recognizing all all that too. It. Like there's,
2: there's layers of recognition, dude, for sure. And knowing like wow I feel upset about being upset, <laughs> yeah. About being upset, <laughs> yeah. About and you just being like digging yeah.
4: yourself a hole.
3: Mm-hmm. And, but and then
2: I think the more you allow yourself to dig it, you're like what have I dug? You know, you're like, <laughs> wait a second, get back out of there. <laughs> yeah. And then, I don't know, the more you practice it, you can then dig a different hole. Mm-hmm. They're like, wait, this one actually goes to a tunnel that I can like keep exploring that mm-hmm. I didn't even know was here, yeah. but it's always been here. And yeah. wow, this is the way I react or see these situations. And it gives you time to almost make right how you've stored your memory. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. that memory has been stored, but you never address it, be- maybe because it was traumatic, but also maybe because... You, there's just so much going on in your life, you don't have time to reflect on these things mm-hmm. that have made you who you are today. Like Think about who you are right now. What's brought you to who you are right now? Your thoughts, the things that have happened in your life, the people you've surrounded yourself with, the environment mm-hmm. you work in, yeah. the, the room you sleep in, like the car you drive, all totally. these pieces that of, of matter matter most, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's who you are here.
4: Mm-hmm. But
2: there's this other place that you can build from a different material, It's not made of this matter, right? It's made of thought. It's made of sound. It's made of vibration. Mm -hmm. and Emotion, yeah. You start to, you know, you listen to a song, it makes you cry. You're like, why is this making me cry? This song is, like, beautiful, (laughs) but, like, it feels so good to cry right now. There's, like, there's power in those things, and I think there are opportunities to reflect on how we think and just to understand more of we can maintain that frame or we can shift that frame to to make life like heaven on earth, right? Mm -hmm. It's the frame of mind, really. They say you can see heaven exists right here, right now. I'm Mm -hmm. saying just from a place of pure, whatever, it's bliss or just understanding or knowledge or wisdom or just connection of people, gratitude, Mm -hmm. compassion, you know, a lot of these powerful Mm -hmm. high vibe things that they're always there, but it's like the things that get stuck in your web, like, okay, my web was really clean and it's just allowing air to flow through. It's this beautiful spider web, right? right? Yeah. But then shit starts getting attached. It's a leaf here and it's a bug here that you're like, oh, damn. I don't like to eat that thing, but it's like stuff. Like, now I got to remove it. No, I'll just keep it there. Like, I got good parts of my web. Eventually, your web sucks. And if it's like broken down, you're like, okay, I got to restore this thing. Yeah. Well, we totally. get the opportunity to rebuild that. We can say, fuck this web. Mm-hmm. Like, let's rebuild this network. But that's, it takes work. It takes integration of what you've experienced. And it's not like an overnight thing most of the time. It's no. like, okay, I've experienced this thought or this trip or this hallucination or just this thing that made me feel. So mm-hmm. how do we then integrate that into real life? And I think that's where the power really is and why the, what I call your Bardo room is so cool is that's mm-hmm. an opportunity to reframe, reconnect, and not change anything necessarily in your past, but understand things better to set you up for a better like present and future. Like you're rebuilding your self right now.
1: Totally. Yeah. I think people that come in like regularly really start naturally going into like personal responsibility mode, which has been a huge factor in my just like development. It's just like things happen and you kind of go through these phases with parts of things that happen to you. And once you really own, like I created that situation. I can create getting out of it. I created stress in my work. I created that whole freaking job. I can get out of it. Like then you start moving into... I'm the creator of my reality. Mm. Holy shit. That's a positive place to be. And nothing can really like everything is always going to still go like externally. You can't control, but you get to control now how you create your reaction to your life that you are creating. And it's just like, it's a very natural part of the process of tons of self-reflection and the the float tanks give you just like self-reflection on crack. I was explaining it to this new girl the shop the other day because she's starting to float, and I always encourage the staff, like, dude, get in there. Like, be connected to this. And she, I was like, we're talking about stuff she's going through, and she's just like, I just need more time for me. And I was like, bro, hit the tank on that. And, and then I told her, I was like, in terms of self-development, life improvement, all the things, these float tanks are like, picture Mario Kart, you know, and you hit those zoomers. <laughs>
3: This getting
1: in the tank is like you hit a zoom. Hmm. Like you just, you just, you just self-reflected for like an hour. (laughs) No one does that. Like intentionally. It's true. You're doing it intentionally. You're making yourself uncomfortable if you have something going on or you're just going in there to relax and enjoy yourself, which is, you know, just like the medicine in there is crazy. Crazy.
2: It's Direct experience is so powerful and it helps us connect with each other because if we don't experience, it's just theory and mm-hmm. thought, which can, it has its place. You know, you philosophize mm-hmm. on stuff, but if you're not living out that philosophy and taking action, right. it's tougher to go deeper in a very intentional manner. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I've been stuck in my head a lot, not recently, because now I've got some ways to help refine that process, but. Totally you know i i would end up getting reactive because it felt like all the static of my own thought it just needed a place to organize i needed a place to connect with other thoughts that didn't that weren't part of my daily day-to-day condition yeah of just this is how i live my life but it's like how it's like the what if. I get I love the what ifs. Dude, what same. if, what if, what if, what if. My wife's like, oh my god, what if, CJ? Okay. I'm like, bam. You gotta hear me out though on this. What <laughs> love,
3: if? No, so, that's hilarious. So that's a slippery slope. <laughs> Recent,
2: recently I asked myself, What if I float for two hours? Yes. And then I could waiting I, to I think get to you sh- this. You gotta live your life as like a choose your own dose. Mm-hmm yeah other people can and that's for anything that's for you know if you want to choose your own dose of alcohol of a certain kind of food of certain kind of health or certain Mm -hmm. kind of exercise like
4: yeah
2: there's prescriptions and general uh, rules of thumb out there that gives you the benefits but in reality you got to choose your own dose for everything you got to choose your own nutrition choose your own reflection and how you're going to restore so for me it was like floats are definitely one of those things i feel like i've taken a dose of reality Like I'm living in a place of non-reality because I'm always in my head of things that don't currently exist physically. (laughs) It's just what if stuff. Then I get to step into this place of like, okay, what is, you know? Mm -hmm. And that two-hour float, it gave me a direct experience of like what I was thinking about and what I wanted to make a reality or what I just wanted to understand more about myself and how to like communicate to other people. And um, what I did in that two-hour float was... A lot of different thi- Like, what do you do when you're floating, you know? I think mm-hmm. that's a, it's a really question. accurate question to ask ourselves because at some points, I was just sitting there going, okay, two hours. I wonder, you know, how long it's been wonder yeah. how much longer I have. Yeah, and then But getting over that thought, I'm like, okay, I've experienced this before. Don't worry about that stuff. It's yeah. just you're here, okay? Mm-hmm. So then you keep going these layers deeper. And um, always after an hour, it's like, okay, that was, like, just the right amount of time but also I was just getting somewhere. Yeah. But you're always just getting somewhere. There's no real destination. You just can sk- just
4: keep... freaking life, keep man. Play- <laughs> real. Yeah, it's called
2: playing attention. Yeah. Like your attention can be in different places, but a lot of times it's stuck in one place and you get stuck in your life. Yeah. So how can you play attention? Well, you just allow your attention to wander a little bit.
3: Mm-hmm. And so
2: I let mm-hmm. that happen and didn't... And recognize anytime judgment was coming up, like, yeah. oh, you shouldn't be doing that. Or like, that's not why you're here to float. And I meant like, I'm floating in the tank and you know, you're you're not really still for parts of it. Your body shakes or you hit an edge and you bounce to center and you kind of center yourself. So Mm -hmm. I think part of the float is center yourself in the tank, (laughs) right? Reach out to the sides, touch the edges, know where the top and bottom are so you have a framework of what you're in so you feel safe. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can be in the water but then you touch like, oh, freak you out. But as soon as you start kind of find that central point You now know where you are physically. And so you can relax and find safety. And so I hit that point, you know, you bounce top to bottom, hit to edge. I'm like, okay, I'm kind of tilted. And I'm like trying to visualize my body position in this tank. I'm very 3D minded. And I want to know where I am concretely here, Mm -hmm. if that even makes sense. So I'm in the tank. And then it's a game of, okay, am I awake or am I asleep? Or do I want to try to sleep or do I want to try to stay awake? <laughs> and so this process is probably all taking about 15, 20 minutes. And then I get to a point like, okay, I'm not awake fully, but I'm also not sleeping. Uh-huh. Okay. Now I'm just here. So now what's coming up for me? What, what needs to come to surface? What's, what am I prioritizing in my own thought, my own brain? Mm-hmm. And stuff like work or like, Hey, I ca- had a conversation earlier yesterday or that morning or whatever it was. And, okay I'm doing this this weekend what am I doing later after this tank it's like wait no I'm right here Yeah. but not judging it just like recognizing where the attention is until I can get right here right now and then I can guide that thought mm-hmm. right so now in that center now I don't know how long I've been in here
4: so you're you're, pro- you're at mm-hmm. the process where like you're settling in yeah and you've settled and, settled and now you're trying to get into like observer mode mm-hmm. Like yeah. arms up over like I love to <laughs> yeah. float arms up palms Same. open and
2: just yeah. universe take me <laughs> yeah <laughs> Where do I need to go? You are my spaceship. Join the freaking club. <laughs> so, so you that, get, it.
4: So
3: you at get that point,
2: it. Then it's like oh, this is a fun game, you know. Like, I don't know if I am getting anything out of this, but I totally am because yeah, I am yeah, just yeah. allowing myself to explore and yeah. not judge. Mm-hmm. And so then it hits like, yes, I think I am awake fully and just processing my thoughts mm-hmm. of like nothing. I am thinking nothing, mm-hmm. but nothing is still something. Like there is, am I blocking? You know, am I putting a wall up of that next layer or am I really thinking nothing? And they're like, wait, what is nothing? Wait, <laughs> am I thinking about something? Okay, wait, there I am again. Okay, these are my, uh, this is the observer thinking again, like you're observing something, but nothing's coming up yet. And then let go, breathe, hear your breath, right? Nose, mouth, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then I jolt awake and I have this memory of a dream that I was just having. Mm. But I thought I was awake that whole time. I thought I was, like, just processing my relaxation. But, like, that flash of, like, whoa, jolted like I had been electrocuted. (laughs) And I was like, what the hell was that? I thought I was awake. Dude, I thought I was awake. (laughs) Okay, there's a twitch. Maybe there's something, like, where did that come from, you know? And then the fact that there was a bunch of imagery of, like, a skydiving experience I had of, like, just floating. And I was like, how did I just have a dream that felt like it lasted 10, 15 minutes like I was skydiving? Mm -hmm. But I thought I was awake this whole time. And then, like, I was having flashes of time and I was like, whoa, that was cool. So I had the thought of doing something, experimenting at that point, which is if I can get back to that place again, not just in that dream, but that state of like, I think I'm awake, but then I jolt. Can I catch the jolt where it started? I was like, that's a cool thought.
3: <laughs> like,
2: where did I twitch? Because I felt my whole body like, oh, don't, don't splash the salt water on my eyes because that's going to hurt and I it's going to ruin my, my next five minutes, right? <laughs> So then, okay, relax again. I jolt. This time it felt like I had a slower jolt, but I could feel like, oh, that was my ankle or my calf. It's like, oh, that was cool. I wonder if I can go deeper and like catch that jolt to where I can make that jolt happen. Like, can I electrocute myself like that?
3: Whoa. And I was like,
2: where are these thoughts coming from? But it's just like experimental, fun things. Like who knows if it means anything. It's right. not the point. It's just playing with what just happened. And so wow. that happened probably a dozen times. And then I was like, "Shit, dude! I don't know if I've been in here for two hours. I don't know if I've been in here for thirty minutes because time doesn't really matter at this point. It's just like I'm here and I'm experiencing these things as they're happening. I started laughing at myself. I was like, (laughs) I was like, oh my god, I'm going crazy. Just in there then I'm like, I (laughs) I wonder if they can hear
4: me outside of this tape. Laughing."
2: I was like, "Wow, this is really cool. I feel really happy right now." Did
4: you get to that point though, where you could like catch the twitch and like yeah. and make it happen?
2: No, I, I couldn't make it happen. Okay, but I could recognize it as it was happening, so that whatever was coming up right before that point, uh-huh. I could then go into that memory or that thought. Like so, if that skydiving Whoa. experience, as if, like just as a flash, uh-huh. uh, but I was there. Yeah, but I wasn't controlling my body there. Like gotcha. maybe it was astral traveling. Maybe it was just. Uh, Uh, memory that was lodged in me that was like, oh, I need Uh. to, like, I need to visit that. Like, why did that part come up? Why did that memory show up? Hmm. Because to me, it wasn't, like, such a profound experience. It was cool to skydive. Yeah. And, like, wow, like, not scared, but just, like, why am I not scared falling through the sky right now? And it's because I could trust this person who's, like, a lot of these things came up about trusting the person, like, trusting my own mission, like, I'm not going to die. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people may have fears of, like, I'm never going to skydive. I could die. But like, so it brought up a lot of these things of connection true. points where I wasn't myself. I mm. was just a lot of ways to view and perceive and experience. I was like, huh, maybe I'm just digging myself a hole in this experience. But then mm. I came out, I was like, huh, I'm glad I revisited my skydiving. I haven't thought about that in a while. Yeah. And so I kept getting these jolts where I could like go back in to that memory or that experience, not to a level of like right now I could just close my eyes and be like, all right, fully experience that memory viscerally like it in my body as it's happening. But I've had those experiences with other like medicines and explorations of like that was so real. And I can integrate that into my next experience of life. So I'm still processing it. But like I mean I only write a little page about like what happened in that hour because that's all I felt like writing. Other times I have an hour float and I have like three or four pages written with like (laughs) colors and shapes and like, what the hell did I write? But it was like I can reflect on that experience. Yeah. So yeah, it was really, really neat to Maybe it was like theta state. I, mm-hmm. th- that's actually what came up for me. It was like when that shock ha- hit, I was like, okay, was I in theta state? Was I in this brainwave that then like took me back to like this beta? Where I'm like, now not stressed out about it, but I'm reflecting mm-hmm. actively. Mm-hmm. And then I get back into that relaxed. Like I felt like my brainwaves were going like zzzz, vroom, vroom,
4: Yeah. yeah. Zzz, like I would it's hit beta. It's weird. Yeah. It's like a, me. a waking dream state. Yeah. A lot of times in the float tank.
1: Especially it's- when you go over 60. I feel like for me, hmm. when I do the 90, things slow down more hmm. than the 60.
2: What does that feel like?
1: It, well, a lot of what you just described, unless I completely go out... Um, and i'm like sleeping basically but then even then when it's longer i'm in and out of the sleep and i'm aware i'll like be aware of the dream i'm having but when it's really intense it it's just like you said in like the word waking dreaming is totally the phrase like i'm i'm completely aware that i'm relaxing in a float tank and yet i'm having dreams and i'm like why am i dreaming that interesting yeah. and when i don't interfere with asking why am I dreaming that they'll just run it's like fucking movie man I don't and it's like not even thing like not even sometimes no it, it's usually for me not even experiences that have happened I'm just like this is a trip like what part of my brain is deciding this
3: yeah. this is what I'm
1: viewing and then I'm like fuck it <laughs> here I am like let it run and I do the same thing you say I'm like <laughs> Just show me what you. What, let show me
2: what you've got. Yes, yeah.
1: <laughs> totally.
2: <laughs> it's a cool place. It's but it can be overwhelming. And it, like yeah. you said, if when you don't interfere, you can end up someplace that, like, the scariest totally. thing for me is like, it's it's probably irrational, but it's like, oh, uh, what if I don't get back? Always and like ah, don't think that because now I'm now I get sh- flung back into like, right. through hyperspace back where yeah. I am. Like okay, I'm right here still, but damn it, <laughs> I, my thoughts won again. It's okay, yeah. CJ, we got you.
4: Thanks, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: cool place.
4: Yeah, the Central Coast floats. The floating
1: the journey of floating.
4: Yeah, it's, uh, it's, the, it's a, it's it's that thing too. Where's like we do get some people that they come in. They have a great experience. They have their float, and it's like, oh, that was really cool. Like I've never done anything like that before. See you later. And then there's the people that come in, and it's like, that was amazing. They commit to it. It becomes part of their personal wellness practice, and that's when like the doors open. Mm-hmm. It's like the the getting the reps in, and like really kind of making it part of your own personal practice is like that's when the the magic happens. One hundred percent. Yeah,
1: we have a. Um a kid right now who drives up from Santa Barbara to float and he's floated like over a hundred times already Wow! in like six months. Damn. Like as a floater. Yeah. He is. He He comes up and he's really working through stress Mm -hmm. in his life. Like stress is kind of like almost become like a debilitating thing for him where he's like, I got to figure this out now. Do we all just like love him so much just to say, I'm putting everything on hold. I'm just going to figure out this thing so that I can move forward in my life having uh, like a medicine for myself and that I'm integrating into my life right now and putting everything on hold. Like right now, it's all about my mental health. Like so badass. Like Mm -hmm. And a lot lately, like stress is like just such a big part of why people float. Um, emotional stress, physical stress, like that word. And you go in there and then you have this practice of like, basically you become like a professional relaxer. And so <laughs> now I'm like out in my environment. And if I feel tension, I'm like, just pretend like you're floating. And my whole body is just trained to completely like,
4: wow. like uh, you
0: That's know
1: what rad. I mean?
4: That's mm-hmm. pretty good. It feels good. It's like, I want to start doing that. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <laughs> I never had that thought. Before. Yeah, yeah. I never thought about that. <laughs> no. Yeah.
1: Like I know how to relax. Oh. Yeah. Good at this. I've done I this got before. this. Stress not fun. <laughs> Relaxing, good time.
2: <laughs> to have a reference point because it's one thing to say like, okay, I'm gonna try to relax. But if you have a reference point of feeling relaxed, yes. Now you can say feel that way. Yeah. So experience that and recall. That's a I never had that thought before. Yeah, yeah me I neither. Found. Look like at you, Kelsey.
3: Yeah. Well done. You well good over here. You've changed my life. <laughs>
1: well done. <laughs> You're welcome.
2: <laughs> I'm such a fan. Um, before we shut. We'll close this conversation. I mean, we could go for hours, honestly, about like, <laughs> those trip stories. So we'll, we'll, we'll share that for another time. Uh, but for somebody who's brand new to floating, especially, especially a central coast float, somebody who's coming to slow or currently lives in slow. What is that process like when they come into the doors? What can they expect from, from you guys also from that? Like, okay, do I just lay in the tank? Like there's a couple more steps mm-hmm. that are very helpful so that you don't get water in your ears. So you don't get splashed in your eyes mm-hmm. and can't see. So you don't burn yourself. Like what's, what does that step-by-step process look like? So somebody could visualize and be like, oh, I totally get it. I could just show up and I'll be good.
1: You want me to tackle this one? Oh, yeah. Okay. So you'd book an appointment with us. You'd show up to the shop at your right around your appointment time, and there'd be a facilitator behind the desk. Um, and that person is going to just guide you through it. So you have basically what you've done when you book an appointment is you've booked a tank that is in a private room. So you, c- you have a full private room to yourself. And then um, our facilitator, she'll take you back to your room and walk you through how it all goes. And it goes like this. You'll be in your room. You'll have um, earplugs and um, a little water vial of fresh water to take in the tank with you. And basically, you're going to put in the earplugs And then you're going to undress your clothes. There's a shower in the room right next to the float tank. You'll take a shower to clean your body. Just get yourself as clean as possible. And then you're going to enter into the tank. The tank only has 10 inches of water. And there's 1,100 pounds of salt in the water. I don't know if we ever said that. (laughs) But you're floating because of the salt. No, no, (laughs) we we went over that. Anyways, so you're going to step into the tank sit down, slowly ease into the water and then just be swept right up to the surface of the water completely effortlessly with zero, zero effort, right? You're just (laughs) laying on the top of this warm body of water and there's lights and music in the tank that have buttons and you'll just decide, do I want to float with music? Do I want to float with no music? Do I want to float with lights? Do I not want to float with lights? That's all completely up to you. And then you'll find a body position that's comfortable for yourself to relax for the hour. And you'll just lock it in, baby. Like CJ said, always nice to find your um, center in there. Look, put your arms up on the sides and just find a still space and then just breathe. And 60 minutes goes by. Who knows what happens during your 60 minutes? (laughs) That is up to you. And then at the end of 60 minutes, you'll hear our exit track. And that's basically our version of an alarm. Um, It's very pleasant, um, but obvious. And that's going to indicate that your sessions come to an end, at which point you will carefully get out of the float tank. Take another shower to get all the salt off of your body. There's fresh towels in the room. There's shampoo. There's shower gel. So all the amenities are completely taken care of. You're going to put your cozy clothes back on and get out, man hang out in the back ideally integrate take some time we have tea in the back of central coast floats um and then when you're ready to exit the building you'll just float on right out and honestly dude most people forget their shoes on the way out it is so funny because we ask people to put our shop flops on and um they just it's so funny everyone leaves the shop and goes like this All right. Well, nice to meet you guys. Uh, Have a good one. Like it's like this deep (laughs) sigh. It's like just like I just want to film it. Like every freaking person. Just it's so cool to see, and then you just leave, and for the rest of your day, you're just gonna be really relaxed. Sometimes you're really energetic,
2: though. I don't know. Everyone's different. After there's been, there's only been one float where I like I went in pretty relaxed, and I came out just like hyped. Dude, that was like, happens randomly. Was, is there yeah. caffeine in the water this time? Yeah. Like, dude, uh, That definitely happened. I went worked out. I went and ran. <laughs> I did a hike. I was like, this is man. I tapped in. This is what we source feels like? <laughs> Shit. Endless energy. Get it.
1: Yes. Let's go.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Cool. So, Where can yeah. people
1: find you? Um, online. CentralCoastFloats.com on our IG. CentralCoastFloats.com
4: Facebook too. Facebook. we got Facebook that Facebook as
1: well. hmm
4: Um
1: and we are literally uh right across from the airport in slow, right across from gymnazo yes. Yeah. Yeah. As the grid will have it. lighting <laughs> up this it's grid right, right across. Yeah. So yeah. meant to be. Got when right I next found door, out where right you guys door. were, I was like, Are you kidding? They're right <laughs> across this. It's
2: very close. Yeah, it's it's cool. very, very close. yeah It's divine space Mm -hmm. and timing. Yeah, 100%. That's wonderful. Cool. It's been an absolute blessing having you two on. Thank you, Kelsey and Matt. Until next time, y'all. Any uh, closing remarks or statements or things you want people to know?
4: Yeah, we're, you know, Kelsey kind of touched on it, but it was like the whole intention behind creating Central Coast Floats and like what we really stick with and hang our hats on is like we wanted to create a space for growth and healing for the community Mm -hmm. so we're here for you guys come get your float on it's a a safe space kelsey's goal and my goal too quote we want to have the cleanest float center in the fucking country let's (laughs) go and i think we're pretty close (laughs) to it so yeah we take our cleanliness and safety like super high priority Mm -hmm. yeah couldn't so, have said it
1: better myself, yeah.
4: Yeah, well you did say it. I just quoted you. <laughs> <laughs> Quote and unquote. Yeah. From <laughs> yes,
1: come check us out. Hashtag awesome. feel better.
4: Yeah, yes. love you guys very much. Mm-hmm. Until next time, y'all. Peace out later.
0: Hey, y'all, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, please share it with your fitness-obsessed friends and peers who are also navigating this world of fitness and trying to succeed to the trends and misinformation. As you guys can see, this podcast is basically a masterclass for trainers wanting to level up in their coaching skills and their fitness business model. Relaunches in 2020 because you and your fitness tribe deserve to see an unfiltered look at all the aspects of what it takes to stand out as a next generation coach and build a successful fitness business. So share it far and wide. And please, when you do, do me a favor, take a screenshot of this screen and share it to your social media accounts and use the hashtag gymnasal podcast. That's hashtag gymnasal podcast. That way we can see you and share your post with our audience. And finally, when you're ready to go to the next level as a coach or in your business and to reach more people, please go check out gymnazoedu.com. We have put together the best 90-day coaching program on the market for trainers wanting to become a masterful practitioner and build a business that gives them the freedom and impact. So let us help you do just that. We have online training and one-on-one coaching to guide you through a full 90-day certification. We even get you training our clients live because it's always better to work out your kinks on someone else's clients than yours. But we promise you this, your clients will be blown away by the transformation our program will help you make. You'll be masterful at a whole new level and part of an incredible community of coaches worldwide, taking their skills, to the next level so if you thought today's episode had some fire to it and inspired you to take action wait until you see what we deliver on this program so just go to gymnasioedu.com and we'll see you on the other side remember that turning your passion for fitness into transformation and sustainable business is critical to reaching the people and lives you were put on earth to help it matters and truly can make an impact in other people's lives so i hope you do that keep sharing your passion and we'll talk to you soon